That's live for you. What is up, y'all? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles. I am going live today with Nina from Last Quarter Shop. I, If you're watching this video or you are new to my channel, let me move my phone. Is your phone by you, Nina? I'm sorry? Is your phone close by? I'm getting, like, feedback. Like, yeah. Um, or I have my computer on, but there's no volume on it. Yeah, that seems... Okay, let me get off. Is that better now? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry about that. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, that's what a live is all about. We're learning as we go. Um, I am a reseller on various different platforms, which means I am buying things from the thrift store when they're open from the thrift store and reselling them for profit on platforms such as Poshmark and eBay. I also do data analytics. My YouTube channel and Instagram are dedicated to helping you look at your data to meet your monetary goals. And then I also have panels on here to learn all about reselling and learn all of the things. I have two dashboards for the reseller for resellers. One is for all platforms. You can look at your sales and various different strategies on Poshmark that work for you. And then an inventory dashboard that you can do um, links for all of the, that stuff is down below as well as for probably the next month, depending on how the quarantine goes, I am doing a 50% off of the dashboard because now is the perfect time since you cannot be out shopping and sourcing to look at your data and figure out what is working for you and try and make more efficient business practices. Or if you start sourcing online, it can help you decide what to source. So that being said, um, I'm going to pop on over. It looks, my husband is here. If you guys don't notice, um, he's always here. That's, I can't, I can't, I can't say his name. It's some dorky comic name. Um, so hello, Nick. And then Michelle, I'm trying to keep all the names right. I think Gorman, Gordo Momley is Michelle. Do you know Nina? Isn't that Michelle? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, Michelle, she has a different name on all the platforms. I'm trying <laughs> so today I am here with Nina from Last Quarter Shop. She has been on my channel before, um, but I'm going to let you introduce or I'll introduce her again in case this is your first time watching. She is a full-time reseller from Texas, Houston, I believe. Um, we were, yeah. Yeah, Houston, we were just talking about it. So she is from Houston. She is a full-time reseller, but she also does a lot of liquidation um, and has done it in the past. And so I have brought her on to talk to us a little bit about how liquidation works and all of the things to think about when you're do doing liquidation. She did a couple of posts on Instagram and I was like, I want to know more. <laughs> I mean, and it was even like a series, but there's so much information. So come with questions and ready to learn with Nina. I'm going to let her explain, and she doesn't have her name there, but she is Nina from Last Quarter Shop. Explain a little bit about her name and how she came up with Last Quarter and then also how she got into reselling. Okay. All right, so um, how I got my, my name, I know most people think it's a monetary value, but it's actually, it, 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 um, it comes from my, my love of space because I'm a huge space geek and I wanted something that was space, like, uh, space related. So I chose last quarter for, for last quarter moon and Okay. Spiritually speaking, it uh, represents um, letting go, 
release and forgiveness. And I kind of brought that into reselling because in the beginning, you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you still make mistakes. I mean, I've been doing this for four years and I still make mistakes. Um, like last year I sent off, uh, two items and I accidentally switched them. And then, um, you know, and then you're going to have bad reviews sometimes and you have to learn to just let those things go. Yeah. For sure. Release all the bad feelings that come from that. And then, um, forgive yourself for making mistakes. So that, that, that I know that's a long explanation, but oh, last good. quarter moon pretty much represents that and how I feel about reselling and how it kind of merges all, all together. No. And I think it's perfect because it's hard to, in any business that you run, like it all falls on you. And so it's hard to not take it all personally especially like with the reviews, it's hard to not let it roll off your back. And if you're getting a lot of bad reviews, then probably like think about your business practice, but you, you can't please everyone. You're not always going to please everyone. And it's hard to not like take it personal and kind of just like let it roll off your back or yes. Okay. So you switched items once in yeah. <laughs> six months, like things. Yeah. I think it is a good, I mean, it's a great name and probably helps you kind of stay in check with yourself. Like, Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so tell us, oh, I'm going to check in with the chat a little bit. We have, oh, Pasha Boss. he was on my live earlier this week. If you guys catch, caught it, uh, we talked about online sourcing, lots of really good information from there. And then also Kentucky Posture. Hey, Kentucky. Oh, yay. We finally made a live. Um, <laughs> she said she loves hearing the origin of all names. Um, so tell us a little bit, and I've had you on here before, so if you're watching this, this is a repeat. But for new people, tell us a little bit about how you kind of fell into reselling and doing it full time? Well, about, uh, let's see, back in 2014, because that's when I first got on Posh. But back in 2014, and a little bit before that, I guess you'd say about 2013, um, I was just selling local on um, apps like OfferUp, Five Miles, and another um, app. I don't know if it's still around, but it's called Barrage Sale. And I and I would sell on those and that was just local. It was basically meat, meat and pickup, you know, and um, I did that for uh, about a year, I would say. And then I kind of started feeling like this is not very safe to just be meeting strangers and, you know, in, in places. So I wanted to find a, a uh, I wanted to find another way to do this. So I came across Poshmark and I was like, oh, okay, I can do everything online only. So I listed a coach wristlet and then I forgot about it and didn't come back on Poshmark till 2016. So for two years, there was this, you know, coach purse out there just sitting there. Did you have a bunch of um, like people responding, asking questions? Are you one of those people where like I ask a question and they just never get back to you? I actually know because I think back then um, I'm pretty sure you could still comment, but um, there was no like offers or offer, you know, offers to likers. There were no offers from buyers. It was pretty much just it was straight sell. Yeah. Back then. Um so it sat there and luckily no one bought it. No one paid any attention to it because I had one thing sitting there for two years. And then I came back in 2016 
Um, and I, that's when I started thrifting and started listing stuff consistently. And then about a year ago, I was laid off from, uh, from my bank job. And I decided that I was going to try to do this full time. And you do, and you're on eBay now too. So yeah. I, I feel like I probably had to have known that you started on Posh, but you, you were on my previous panel about eBay and you're one of the people that I go to for eBay questions. So she knows her stuff on eBay as well. Um, that was a great panel that we had. And I'm slowly, I think I've told you this, I'm slowly starting to hate eBay less and less. <laughs> yes, it's, it. yes, eBay is definitely a love-hate relationship. And right when you feel like, oh, I hate you so much, then something amazing happens. You love eBay for a little bit and then you go back to hating eBay. And Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. And <laughs> I've said this in a lot of my other videos. It's like a long-term relationship, I feel like. You have to put the time and commitment in and you have like these like little arguments that you're like, all right, <laughs> but like make it work, you know. Where Posh, I think you can just give it love for a night and you would get sales and then you just go about your business if you wanted to. A kind oh, of a definitely. All right. So um, let me check in. I'm trying to be better. I was on Queen Bee's chat and she's really good about checking in with the chat. So I'm trying to be better about that. I did see Leslie from a resellers podcast did pop in um, up there as well as Ashley and Lacey. Thank you guys so much for joining. This is going to be a great uh, session. Feel free to ask questions as you go. I have a couple things here. We're just going to chat about liquidation. So for people who do not know what liquidation is, um, can you kind of just give us a high level like what we're going to be talking about and how liquidation would be a different kind of sourcing than maybe thrifting or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, well, liquidation has many meanings, but as it pertains to reselling, it's basically buying in, um, in bulk. And then, um, that's, a. I mean, that's kind of like a, basic definition, but then you go into different kinds of different types of liquidation you can purchase such as overstock returns and wholesale. Um, okay. So wholesale falls under liquidation. Cause that's, I was always confused when people say wholesale and then liquidation and I'm like, okay. yeah, well, um, it, it does and it doesn't fall into liquidation because sometimes it falls into there because you're getting wholesale from a from a brand who's who um who can go out of business and then they're just liquidating assets and they can and 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 selling off all of their um all of their unsold or um unsold inventory and also inventory that never went um on the storefront so so a wholesale would be like if you are continuing to have that relationship like with a brand right and they're like trying to get rid of stuff whether it's like last year's clearance or they're going out of business yeah like shelf pools would be under like liquidation or Overstock as well. Um, overstock and um, wholesale kind of merge a little bit, but overstock is really, um, it's more of anything that they bought 
but they didn't sell. So there's like a, there's like, well, overstock. I mean, they're yeah. overstocked of an item. So they, um, so instead of just throwing it out, they'll go ahead and sell it to a company and that company will sell it to someone like me, um, you know, for, uh, they'll sell it like a hundred pieces or 200 pieces or whatever it is, because they bought it from the store at a discounted price and then they sell it for a even more discounted price. So there, oh, so it's like a third party that is selling. like, you're not buying directly from like Macy's. Macy's sells their stuff. I'm just making up a name. I don't know if Macy's. Oh, does. no, 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 that's fine. Like you would sell, they sell it to someone and then that third party is then selling it to resellers or cause isn't that kind of how it gets into like TJ Maxx or Marshall's or something too? Right. Right. Yeah. Like um, some of their stuff that, that can't be resold at like Marshall's, TJ Maxx and stores like that, what they'll do is sell it in, in, they'll sell it in bulk to a third party, which is like a liquidator. Like for example, I know B&G is really popular right now. Um, they're the only ones I can think of off the top of my head where I know that a lot of resellers have been buying oh, inventory so from them. So B and G is it because I've heard of them. A lot of resellers talk about no like actually what they are. They are like a liquidator. They're like a third party liquidator, and then resellers are buying stock from them. Right, because more than likely they're getting stuff from uh from Revolve, uh, Nordstrom. I've seen. I think they have Macy's. They have a bunch of brands, but what they're doing is getting uh stuff from those um those stores that um either have returns or overstock um or they're out of season and they just buy it in bulk and then they resell it to us okay now and this may be a silly question i think they're probably all going to sound like silly questions to you but oh, we're no all no not at all so how do so everything that you get is going to be new with tags which is kind of a bonus but in my mind if it's not selling in stores for whatever reason then how do you get it to sell right like if macy's can't sell it then how am i like itty bitty little sarah gonna sell it and i know that you do like i'm not saying that you oh. don't like tell us your like how does that work and how do you decide well i think sometimes um why it why it doesn't sell in store is mainly because sometimes they will go and they'll um they'll say okay um this um this item should sell this much like okay just say for example you have a dress uh it's a ella moss dress and and they predict that 300 of those dresses are going to sell and they say okay we'll make 300 because we think 300 are going to sell or they'll or they'll make like 500 because they'll say okay we think 300 are going to sell but we're going to make 500 just in case more sell. Well, what will happen is either they will sell most of that or they they will actually not sell as much as they think. So then they have to either clearance that in store which what which is what happens most of the time it gets put on a clearance rack and it's deeply discounted until 
Um, you know, and once it's on the clearance racks, if it still doesn't sell, then that's when they go ahead and they throw it. I guess they place it somewhere and they start placing all those items in boxes that that don't sell. And then they ship them off and a third party liquidation company will buy those boxes. Um, and usually by the time it gets to us, that means it's out of season, which doesn't mean it's not going to sell and it's, it's not bad. It's just a little bit older, um, but it's still. Yeah. So new oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Well, so like the store doesn't want to have old stuff just because right. it will like constantly be changing over and look new and like you can't have a dress in, you know, on stock for too long. And so it's more about how they look in their business practice. Okay. Exactly. Because like, uh, I mean, any business doesn't want inventory sitting around for too long. I mean, us as resellers, we're like, oh my God, we've had this for six months or we've had it for a year. I can't believe it hasn't sold, you know? So uh, that's the same thing stores go through uh, is that, but they actually set a timeline and say, well, it's going to go on sale today. We're only going to have it on the racks for say, three months and then we're going to clearance it out for another month or two. And then after that, we have to move it, out. get rid of it and make way for new inventory. So okay. that's when it ends up at the liquidation uh, companies. Okay. And that's, so Ashley is saying like they ordered too many likely is what's happening, which makes sense. Cause in my mind, I'm like, well, if Macy's can't sell it, then why the hell do I think I'm going to be able to sell it? But that makes sense. They're like constantly growing and changing and they don't want to have, you know, things forever and um, seasonal, you know, as resellers, we don't have, I mean, you should do some seasonal, but you know, I'm still selling yeah. winter boots and I'll buy winter boots in the summer if I <laughs> find them. Um, okay. So let's get a little bit about how you got into liquidation and why you choose to do it as opposed to, cause you started thrifting. Right. Um, and you still thrift a little, right? Yes. Yes. Um, I still thrift and well, especially with, I haven't gotten to thrift much, especially with the, you know, the pandemic coming through. So, but I, I, I have gone back to thrifting for a little bit. Um, but I did get into liquidation. It was actually a, a year ago. Yeah, I first got into liquidation a year ago. I started Googling all like liquidation Houston to see what I came up with. And and there was one company that I was interested in and I went went there, but they didn't really have much. They had they had cases or what you call boxes of different stuff but it was pretty much like uh like socks or white t-shirts it was like more um surplus yeah um or like wholesale where they were just getting their stuff like wholesale like white shirts and stuff so it, it wasn't really what i was looking for and then i called around to a couple places to see if they had like boxes from like macy's nordstrom stuff like that and and i i finally found one place that actually let me go and look at the boxes um they had nordstrom return boxes um they didn't have nordstrom um uh, like overstock or 
or shelf pulls, which are usually seasonal pulls. When it's out of season, they pull it off the shelves and then they liquidate it. They didn't have those. They had returned. So I took a chance on that. I, well, I looked through the box. I got to look through the box, which was really helpful because um, I like to see what I'm getting. I didn't want to just take a chance online because I know there's several different companies out there. I still haven't tried them, uh, but I felt safe being able to look at the box and saying, hey, I know what I'm getting in front of me. And I went with that. And for the last year, I've been going to that company and getting a uh, getting a box or two and each box would have like a hundred between a hundred 110 items in there um and then at the end of the year beginning of the year or actually at the be beginning of the year i wanted to go back and get more and they actually said that they weren't selling very well so they weren't going to get any more um Ugh but they said to check back in. So this would be around the time that I would be checking them. But unfortunately with everything going on, uh, I, I haven't been able to, to check and see if they got anything in, which is not likely anyways with what's going with on, everything being shut down. So you were doing return liquidation. Are they, yeah. I mean, was there like flaws in them and stuff, or was it just like stuff that people returned and they still had tags and they just didn't like it or didn't fit or whatever? Yeah, almost like I would say like 98% of it was new with tags. The only thing is it was clearance tags, but it still said, it, it, it still said Nordstrom rack on it or Nordstrom. Sometimes those tags weren't on there, but the actual, um, the actual tags from the from the brand were on there but yeah about 98 percent of the stuff still had tags on it um it it was all new with tags now there's a risk when buying returns some of the stuff does have stains on it um missing buttons i've i've run into um i had a zipper problem with one uh at one time and i would say out of each box it was probably between 10 and 15 items that i had to wash or uh try to try to fit it with tags i'm sorry how do you wash oh, it with tags on it what i would do is get dish dish soap and water and i would soak the part of it that was stained and leave the tags out hanging okay okay and then once I did that, I would leave it soaking and that usually worked. And then I would also go, I mean, if it was like a small stain, like it wasn't a big deal. I, I would just get a, um, tie pin and go over it and get it off. And then like, what's also really common with returns is deodorant stains. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real common thing. So, so those, I, I, did have to also wash, which is pretty easy to get off, but you don't, you know, you want to try to get all that off. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're selling it as new with tags, right? Yeah. Like, you oh, don't it. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So to get into it, I mean, cause I've heard that it's really hard to find places that liquidate and to like get into it. And you legitimately just like Googled places around you and called them and they let you come. 
yeah because everything that i've heard is like no like you can't get into it and it's like this big secret kind of underground yeah i mean that's what that's what i thought when i first started searching around was like oh you know it's this big secret and no one tells you how to do it or or get into it now no one's going to tell you their source because it did take work to finally find a source that was good and and now i'm not even sure if i have that source anymore but yeah. um it does it it does take work i mean i i did go to uh, a place before i found this one and then i did call and i would just ask do you have boxes of nordstrom which is which is what i like to buy you know like do you have a nordstrom box a lot of places do have macy's um i've told a couple people yeah the best way to do is just google like if you live in denver google liquidation denver and you'll probably find a couple of warehouses that sell liquidation boxes like uh boxes or pallets um but it also depends on where you live i know houston's very industrial so we have a lot of exports and imports especially with our ship channel and everything so different areas are going to provide different things i know i had um i i did have a question from one person she i think she was from denver and she was telling me that she she tried to google places and she could only find like um target uh target boxes and walmart so I so, have a friend here who does who does pallets and she gets them from I don't know her source or anything, but she lives here and she does it's like Macy's or Nordstrom's or one of those. I don't know how oh, okay. but I know that she does like her whole garage because you have to buy like large quantities. Oh wow. But yeah, I mean they're um they're definitely out there if you just do do your research and just call around and ask. I mean, it doesn't hurt to just call these places when you find them and say, Hey, do you get boxes of this? Yeah. Whatever you want. Um, I mean, so it's not all of the retail stores have a liquidation, like any, like you like I don't know, American Eagle or something like all of them are going to have liquidation. Like if you have a specific or how do they, or is it just department stores? I don't know if all of them do liquidation because I'm not sure how a lot of places, um, get rid of um get rid of inventory but i know that the main ones i've seen as far as um liquidation is macy's that's a big one like every liquidation warehouse or or online liquidators i've seen they all have macy's that 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 seems to be the biggest one like macy's and then nordstrom um not everywhere is going to have nordstrom but i i do see it common um i've seen let's see what else target and walmart are also huge but i don't think resellers are often looking for target or or walmart i think um walmart or target liquidation is probably going to be better for people selling on ebay which are selling hard goods because you can get from like from like ebay i mean not ebay 
from Target or Walmart, you could probably get like and um large quantities of um i don't know like clocks or you know or or something like that and 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 sell them like large quantities of um i don't know like soap and you can sell them on ebay for cheap you know just stuff like that um which is also a good thing to look in because liquidation warehouses will have hard goods too you can sell on ebay i and i know you can sell some some home goods on poshmark i you know i still don't know what's clear on what you can sell and not sell on poshmark but i have um, on there <laughs> women's clothing i know <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it. yeah um so as you were talking I, do you have to as you're doing this i feel like and ashley said it's a secret society and it's very much that way i feel like no one wants to share anything and it's hard to get into when people are very secret about it so i do want to thank you for coming on and chatting mm -hmm. about it um but do you have to have like a special license or like for people to even talk to you on the phone and for you to buy from them do you have to like show them something or you can just be like hey i'm walking off the street and now sell me all your things sometimes um I would say it's um, sometimes they won't won't talk to you without a reseller license, and there's a different and, and and there's different names for it. It just depends on what state you're in. Um, mine um, is called a Texas Sales and Use Use Tax Permit. I I have it hanging up right here, so I can look at it. Um, <laughs> And I know in some in some states it's called a wholesale certificate, a reseller certificate, reseller license. Um, That's it's a reseller. Resale type, yeah, there's a bunch of different names for it, but um, some liquidation companies won't talk to you without one, um, and they're actually really good to have because most company well when you have one, you can avoid paying sales tax on the, on the items, which helps oh, so you. In them. Them. Yeah. Okay. Right. Because I know, um, I, I've talked to B and G about, uh, purchasing a half pallet. Um, their half pallet comes with 275 items. And I was interested in their, um, half pallet returns. And I talked to them and I, and um, it was going to come out to be, I think it was like 999 plus tax. And I, I, I told them, I said, if I have a reseller license, can you take off tax? And they said, yeah, we can go ahead and do that. We can give you a code to take off tax. And so most companies like that will actually take off the tax if you have a license and it's a good thing because now um inventory is essentially being taxed twice it's being taxed once when we buy it yeah. and then when it sells it's being taxed a second time which is which is pretty tough on the reseller side i mean it's it's made it a little complicated not for us so much but um, but if you can save, especially, and that's one of the questions I wanted to ask if you're willing to share numbers, um, 
because you have to buy them in large quantities. Um, right. And you're talking a half pallet was a thousand dollars. And so yeah. that's kind of, and, and I just grabbed my phone because I wanted to see like your average cost. Yeah, <laughs> item because I'm thinking like new tag things you're probably spending a lot, but based off of the quick math that you just told me, you're it's like three dollars an item. Is that yeah. sound about right? Well, right. hot damn, right. that's why people do wood <laughs> tags for three dollars an item. Yeah. So the big risk in that is you're paying. I mean, what's the smallest lot that you've bought? A hundred. Um. Yeah, like the hundred and something, like where I got like a hundred to a hundred and ten items. Um. Yeah. I'll go ahead and say it. Um, I would pay five hundred dollars for that. For hundred items. Yeah. So which comes out to be, yeah, which comes out to be about five dollars. Um, which is a very reasonable thrift store price, depending yeah. on what you're getting, and it's new with tags. Right. I, I, exactly. So for me, well, um, so. The, <laughs> the yeah, but like so for me, the the reward outweighed the risk because there's a huge risk that that you take when you're going to spend five hundred dollars a thousand dollars on on uh can't speak on inventory and you don't know if you're going to make that back in a month i mean um but how many i mean and tell me to like mind my business when i ask too many numbers because you know I'm yeah, it's funny. and not everybody wants to share it but like I mean, I'm thinking new with tag items. So you're probably, you're not selling them for like $15. I mean, depending on what you're picking up, I guess. Right. You're probably selling them for higher. So if you're getting like $500, you're spending $500 and you're selling them for like 30, I just did the math. <laughs> if you, you know, you'd have to sell like 16 of them if they're selling for $30 an item to make that money back. That seems reasonable. Right. That's the break even, right? So obviously you want to make money. Right. Um, but that seems reasonable. Um, so Ashley's asking, how did you get your reseller's license? Um, how, how I did it. And like I said, each, each state is going to be different, but, um, here in Texas, all I had to do was, I, I mean, I typed it in and I Googled reseller license, Texas, and there was actually a website I could go to, uh, that the, um, that the state of Texas uh, has. And I went on there and I actually applied for the reseller license. Um, there was a small fee. I want to say it was, uh, it was no more than $30 to get it. Um, and I mean, I got it quickly, uh, got it within two, two weeks or less than that. So really you just have to go through your uh, state and figure out how to get it. In Colorado, I've looked into it and um, haven't done it, but that's how it is here. You just uh, apply online and it's a very nominal fee. Although I've heard different states charge quite a bit for it um, because there's some places that don't, I don't remember the whole, there's some places that don't charge tax or so a lot of people go there to do it. So then they are charging you extra to get all of these licensing so that, cause they have to make their money some way. Yeah. Even I want to say Las Vegas does that. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Vegas is a city. Nevada. Is <laughs> a city. 
Um, but so I think, yeah, it definitely depends. And I do, I'm trying, I get so interested in the conversations. There are people joining us. If you guys have questions, let us know if you, uh, best offer queen said that she loves liquidation. So if you have anything to add to the liquidations to sourcing spots or tips as you're on the chat, um, I get so interested in the host that I sometimes forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have other people too. So, um, so pricing wise, that and that was one of the questions that I wanted to ask too, was the risk. And one of the big risks that I can think of is you are spending a lot of money up front. Yes. Um, yes, I oh, right. oh, no, I was gonna say, yeah, I mean it it is a substantial amount of money. And in the beginning, I kind of knew like like, okay, I'm not going to make this money back right away. I know this. So I have to plan on pretty much, you know, sitting on this for a little while. And but it actually helped me in the long run, because, I mean, when you're when you're spending five hundred dollars on new with tags items and you're getting brands like Burberry, I mean, I would get brands like Burberry, uh, Tory Burch, Kate Spade, stuff like that. I mean, I can easily turn those over for a, a, a big profit. I mean, for example, I sold, um, I remember that I sold a, um, what is the brand? Now I can't remember. I know it was a like swim cover, like a basic swim cover that went for $75 uh, because it was a certain brand name and I can't, oh, now I can't remember what brand name it was, <laughs> of course. No, but I mean, like, I I would sell things, you know, 70 to $100, and you can make a quick profit like that, but it just takes time to build up, especially when before that, I was just solely thrifting. So it took some time to not only list these items and turn a profit, but it, you're, you're essentially changing your entire... Um, your entire store or 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 closet, so your um, your niche kind of changes as well, and that also takes time to get people adjusted to because you're no longer selling what you were selling before. Right, which makes sense. So as far as like research goes and stuff and how you look at it, you said sometimes you don't even get to see it, so you're getting like you're spending five hundred, a thousand dollars on a box that you don't see. I mean, is that well? E and G you mentioned, and I know you haven't done there, but some of them, like you had mentioned, that you got to look at the box. Is that not normal? Um, for the most part, like B and G, you don't know what you're really getting. They say, "Oh, you're gonna get these brands," <clears throat> but you really don't know what you're getting. Because I know when I looked at it, it was 275 pieces and they've kind of changed it now because at one time it was a half palette of Nordstrom returns. But then when I looked at it recently, they said you'll get 75 pieces at least from uh, they now have it marked differently where they have it like in tiers. They have your um, premier uh brands and then they have like mid value and then like your i guess lower end would be like macy's um i guess like premier to them is the like revolve nordstrom and then mid value um 
for them, this is Urban Outfitters and some other stuff. And then you go, or or Macy's, I guess would be, and then you just kind of go down. So I, I've, um, I've noticed that they've changed it. But what I mean is like in the beginning, I felt like I was just breaking even. I was buying these boxes and just breaking even in the beginning because I felt like, well, I have to build up. I have to give it some time to build up. I mean, eventually I was turning a good profit. It's just, it's, it's tough in the beginning because you're spending so much money and, and you're like, okay, am I going to make this back? How's it going to go? So yeah. you definitely will make your money back. Um, it's just, it's going to take a little bit of time. I mean, it's not going to happen like, oh, I have all, like I have a hundred items. I'm going to list all this and then I'm going to make $3,000 in a month. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like that's any business. And for re like when I first started, I was doing that thrifting where any profit that I was making, I was going and buying more inventory because you have to like get going and be listing all the time and have, I mean, if you only have 10 items for sale, like... <laughs> You can't turn a huge profit, yeah. that, no matter how big uh, the margin is. And so I feel like any business, especially in the beginning, you have to invest everything into it. I mean, for this liquidation, you're doing it in large quantities. But I will tell you, there has been days that I have thrifted all day and spent $500. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not just a big investment um, for the pallets, but 500 seems like one of the, cause that's for a smaller box. So people who are doing like pallets, you're talking like thousands and thousands. Right, well, yeah, yeah. Like the, um, the pallet, well, full pallets are usually like, they can be like a thousand items, but the, the um, pallet I was looking at from, from B&G, which is their half pallet, it's 275 items. And I'm still debating, <laughs> on it it's it's really something that i'm like oh you know i i want to get back into liquidation but i'm also scared to try a new place i i would rather wait for you know all this current stuff to to be over with and try my my um source that i had to see if they have anything new i mean maybe they'll go under because of this i really don't know what's going to happen after this but um, I liked my source mainly because I would go over there and they would open the box and I could look through it, which actually goes back to your question you had earlier. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I went way off track. No, actually, sometimes online, certain liquidation companies will actually have a uh, what's called a manifest and it will list everything inside of the of the palette or the box. Oh, that's nice. Cause I would be scared to not be able to see it too. Exactly. And that's why I have some reservations about B and G because I've seen some really good reviews and then I've seen some really bad reviews and they don't list what they're putting in, um, in the palette. So, so that makes me a little bit iffy. Um, and, and, and the companies that generally provide a manifest will, at, will ask you for a reseller license. So companies that deal like that usually are more strict about who they sell to. Yeah. So can you choose like what types of stuff you're getting? Like I don't, 
I like purses and shoes. Can you buy like just purses or is it just like here's everything and I'd have to get like tops and pants with it too? No, no, actually, yeah. Um, you can choose um, what you get. At the place I was getting my stuff from, they actually had boxes of shoes from, from Nordstrom and I thought about getting shoes, but shoes are a little bit more costly, mainly because you're going to make more money off shoes which is why i like selling shoes and purses yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like <the> list. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean generally people make more money off of shoes so it's going to be a little bit more expensive but <clears throat> i was so tempted a couple of times because i would see brands and they're like like shoes like tory burch shoes fry boots yeah. and i but they weren't in great condition because i think they were returns as well um so then you're but, buying shoes kind of in some instance yeah and but you can definitely find uh pallets or 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 cases of of shoes i mean i've seen uh cases of of just purses i remember going to my uh to my source and seeing like three boxes full of purses it was just but it was all the same brand i remember seeing Dana Buckman purses. Oh, and I was like, eh, I was like, no, nobody wants that. <laughs> no. I don't know that story. Um, Raging Loon says bulk B U L Q has a pretty detailed manifest. I'm doing to you. Yeah, um, I've heard of bulk before. Um, I've just I have I haven't really checked them out. I forgot about bulk. That's a that's a good company to look up, especially if they have a manifest that's <clears throat> really detailed because that will tell you exactly what you're getting. And you definitely feel better if you know exactly what you're getting. It's not just a mystery palette. And yeah, no, and I would never, like I won't even buy a mystery box from someone i know on poshmark because i'm like it's like 30 dollars, and i'm like i have to know everything that i get however i am going to say and i don't know if nina is currently running any of these she does her mystery boxes with some of these items and i have heard amazing reviews on her mystery boxes so definitely follow her on instagram for when she does those I, if you don't have a liquidation source you may not be doing them currently yeah. i'm giving a shout out because i've heard great things about your mystery box yeah, yeah for a uh, um I did that last year and it was really successful. I did like uh, $70 new with tags, Nordstrom items was like 10, 10 items for $70. And uh, I mean, those went so quickly and I was able to clear out a lot of inventory and I was thinking, oh, I can keep doing this. And then my source went away and I had to go back to thrifting. So um, right now I'm just kind of like it. I'm in, purgatory right now trying to decide trying to I decide we all are though like <laughs> i think we're all kind of right there with you <laughs> yeah i mean and but for me after this i have to decide do i go back to thrifting or do i continue to try to uh do liquidation and find a a, a new source so it, it's gonna take more research because like i said it's it's tough to find a a source that you really like and when you finally find one you're like oh my gosh you're excited and you keep going to them and that was me i was so excited i found a place yeah. i could buy this and then they were like no we're not gonna 
sell it anymore. So let's talk a little bit about the risk and the downside because right now I want to go find a liquidation box right now. Like you have talked me into this is the best thing ever. But with everything, I'm sure there's a lot of risk. And I think one of them definitely is the price up front. Um, but if there's any other risk that you're because you said you're debating between doing liquidation or thrifting. So kind of talk to us about the risk and why you wouldn't continue to do liquidation. Well um with with um liquidation it's the cost of course i mean that's a that's a huge risk but then there's also a lot of upfront costs that you like well that i didn't know about like um one thing with liquidation um they're they're sending you or you're you're buying new with tags pieces one thing i didn't realize was that because they're new with tags and they were basically pulled pulled off the shelf or the racks and thrown in a box is that they uh, a lot of the pieces still had security tags on them and so i had to i mean i had to scour the internet to find a security tag remover which wasn't easy i i did finally find one on ebay and it wasn't cheap um wow. and then i and, and then i learned uh, you know and then i had to learn all this knowledge about security tag removers they have like a certain weight limit there were so many things that i had to look at um and i ended up having to spend i think it was like uh, I want to say it was like between 40 and $50 just for a, a security tag remover. I actually have it right here. Um, so, oh, wow. I, so I bought this, I found it on eBay. Um, I looked on Amazon first, but Amazon doesn't carry them for, it's for the reason that, you know, people can essentially steal. use these to steal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but that, um, that was an added cost. Um, and that was something that I just didn't think about really. I was just all excited, like, oh, here's this box of new tag stuff, and you know, I'm gonna sell this and do great. But then there was that. Um, so that's another thing is um, you end up having to spend more, even more money up front. And then also, with depending on what kind of liquidation you you buy there's a risk i did returns and i think we we uh covered this earlier that some of the items will have stains mm -hmm. some of them did have holes in them which i couldn't fix um buttons are missing so with that because i don't know how to sew i had to take it to the cleaners and get it fixed uh, so there's even more money when you have to take things to the cleaners to get fixed. Um, and then some items you just can't, um, you can't fix them. You can't do anything about them. The stains too bad. So they're basically just thrown out. Um, I know in one box, I mean, thing was some boxes were really, really great in that I probably only had maybe five pieces that I had to throw out. But then some other boxes were really bad where I had like 10 to 15 items where I had to throw out. So then that actually raises the cost yeah, right. that you are paying for each item. 
So that's a huge risk as well, is that even you're 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 spending a lot of money up front and then you may end up actually spending more um, at the very end. So that's a that's a risk you have to weigh weigh as well um, with that, because some items in the box are not going to be fixable and you can't save them. So you just have to throw them out or not throw them out. I don't want to say throw them out because I don't throw my stuff in the trash. I put them in a bag and I. I take them to Goodwill. Right. So then another reseller is buying these new tags and is so excited. <laughs> and then they find the hole. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to ask the question though, and I can't remember. Um, I don't remember. If anybody has anything to share, we are kind of running um, low on time here. So if anyone in the comments has anything to share or specific questions for Nina. This has been very eye-opening for me. And now, of course, I just want to get into liquidation. <laughs> but we're in the midst of moving, so I'm not doing any working right now. Um, but I think it is a good option why I wanted to have you on right now because people are going to start looking online depending on how long stores are closed for as well. Oh, my question was, I don't know why my it's doing that. Um, my question was, you know what happens to the liquidation? Like if people don't buy it, then does it go to landfills? I honestly thrifting that I like is like mm -hmm. you're saving items too, right? So there's that aspect of it. You know, and I honestly don't know where it goes after after it. Okay, it because it, it starts in the store. Like say it starts at Macy's, and then after that, it um, if it doesn't sell or it gets pull it off the shelf, then it gets sent to a liquidator. Um, but if it doesn't sell there, I, I honestly don't know what they do with it. I would have to ask them the very next time I, I, I go, go to my source, I, I will actually ask because I plan on going as soon as this is all over. The first thing I'm going to do is go over there and, and see, because they actually had one box left. Um, and every time that I went over there, it was still the same box. I was looking for more boxes, but that same box was always there. So I'm, I'm going to go back when this is all over. And then I'll, I will actually go ahead and ask like, hey, if things don't sell here, do they just sit here? Because that one lonely box has been sitting there for, you know, it was sitting there since last year. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll ask them like, do y'all donate it do you all you know throw it away what happens to it that's a that's a good question i'll i'll, I'll have to ask them because that's one of i mean i'm not a huge environmentalist by any means but i do like the aspect of being able to give things new life um and so i wonder kind of how that works with li liquidation if anyone in the comments knows the answer to that or if you're watching the recording of this leave comments down below we are wrapping up to about an hour so if there's anything else i think we covered most of what i wanted to talk about but if there's anything else you know, that you wanted to share that i didn't touch on um sorry. No, I mean, I just want to tell everyone, I mean, f feel free to shoot me a message. I, I feel bad because I actually have a message in my inbox that has been sitting there for a while. Like um, just with all this craziness and going on, it's I, I, I put Instagram on the back burner. I mean, I think today was the first day in a long time that I actually went and comment on people's posts and everything but if you have any questions please feel free to uh, message me and 
I promise I will we'll get back to you as soon as possible and not leave you hanging. Well, and I don't think that you're the only one that has done that. I have noticed that my views on YouTube and kind of my stats on Instagram have gone down. I think people just are taking a break from everything right now. Um, and I, I've had some of those this week as well, where we were talking before the chat where I was just like, I just want to go lay in bed. Oh, <laughs> Why yes. is three-year-old still yelling at me? <laughs> like, take him to grandma's house. Um, so the Liquidation King LA, sounds like he probably knows his stuff based off of his name. VIA Trading in California does medium and large lots up to truckloads of various items, has cases for about $2 an item in clothing. Um, bulk prices are increasing, still a good source for cosmetic and low end shoes. That's good to know. And so I'm wondering, have you, or he can answer it or she, I guess I'm not, I'm assuming King. Um, VIA trading, is that only like if you're in California or is that something that you could get shipped as well? I'm wondering. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never heard of VIA or maybe I have like briefly, like a lot of these, um, companies that they're naming i've i've actually heard of but i haven't done much research on them um just well, because you have a source, like huh <laughs> i said if you already had a source you were yeah yeah it, it, exactly like but um i mean while i had a source i would also research these these companies like oh you know maybe i should get some stuff from them but it, it you know it's I will say it's definitely scary trying to do all this online, like like everything online. It was easier for me because I could actually physically go to 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 this place and see what I was getting. Yeah, that makes sense. And I know B and G. I don't know um, if they're still doing it, but they were doing like a lot of influencer review type packages and so that was a good way to kind of get an idea although i've heard that their free ones that they're doing kind of as promotions weren't as good as the paid ones um just what i've heard through the grapevine i have absolutely no i no basis for that minus what i've seen on social media leslie from a reseller's passion says hey ladies this is great information and i agree i think liquidation is kind of a secret society like Ashley mentioned. And so I'm really grateful that you came on and shared all of your knowledge and your numbers. A lot of people don't like to talk about their numbers. So I really appreciate you coming on and chatting about that. I am going to wrap it up um, for the sake of time, unless anyone else has anything to say. I think we're probably good. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you so much. If you are thank watching you. this in the recording, definitely leave comments down below. You can DM me for questions that you have or Nina directly. Um, like you said, like she said, you know, we all have to take breaks on Instagram. So if you don't hear from her, she will get back to you. I am positive of that. I we connected on Instagram first. Um, have some patience with people during this time is kind of chaotic for all of us. If you like content like this, make sure to subscribe to my channel. Give me a thumbs up on the way out. Leaving comments down below also helps me get ranking so that my videos get more views. So if you enjoy this content and you think other people would as well, make sure to leave a comment down below so I can get ranked and more people can watch. Um, I lost my train of thought. I have like a whole spiel that I didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> I have thought. 
Um, oh, I am doing, I try and do one of these lives a week. If there is a certain live topic that you would like to see, let me know. You can leave a comment here or send me a DM on Instagram. If there's something that you would like to come on this channel and talk about, send me a DM. You do not have to have a million followers to have good information. You don't have to be a big influencer and a big name to have good information. This is absolutely what this channel is about, is sharing all of the information. I'm doing all the hard upfront work of having a YouTube channel. Let's have great conversations together. Um, and I do want to say, Michelle said Nina has the best boxes ever. And Michelle, Thank also, you. my dashboards are awesome. So <laughs> Michelle, <laughs> we do love Michelle. She also, she has great, her closet is amazing. Go, it's seen, I'm going to ask her to leave her closet name here because she has different names on all the different venues. So that is it for tonight. Today is Friday. Is it Friday? Friday. Yeah. It's Friday. <laughs> um, and then there was, yeah, this girl that I follow on Instagram posted yesterday in case you wondered it's Wednesday. And then it got me really confused. Cause I was like, I think it's Thursday. And she was like, Oh yeah. I don't even know. Anyway. So that is it. I am doing tomorrow. So if you're watching this live or tomorrow tomorrow night i am doing a reseller happy hour um you don't have to drink but be more you're more than welcome to bring a cocktail and we will all just kind of gather on you my youtube live and chat the software that i use you can only have six people and it is a first come first serve basis so if you would like to join that chat live send me a dm on instagram 10 minutes before six o'clock mountain standard time. And the first six people to do that are going to be the people that will be joining me live. However, you are more than welcome to join us in the chat live, bring a drink, alcoholic on, whatever you prefer. And we can just have some time to connect. There will be absolutely no agenda except for connecting with other people during these uncertain self-quarantine times. So I hope everyone has a good night and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thanks.